Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Again, again, again. I feel like every day there's big news, Ticket. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good, man, but apparently not as good as you. What's going on? What's uh, what's going uh, on today? Lots going on today. Uh, last day of work. Hell last yeah, it is. officially of the restaurant. Um, on top of that, we got a new Bob Does Sports episode today. One of, uh, I think, our better episodes, um, if I'm being honest. Uh, to date, it's... Uh, Done with Bo Hosser, so our first PGA Tour pro that we worked with. Um, and I think it's a hysterical episode. It's going to do really well. And then we got uh, Four Play Pod dropping our match today on their channel. So that is really big. That comes out tonight. Um, for the people listening to this tomorrow on Friday, that will already be out. So go check out the Four Play Pod versus Bob to Sports match. Um, it's going to be a real doozy. And then uh, I'm going to be in New York. I leave for New York tomorrow morning. Uh, we got a retirement tour going on with me and Bob. Um, Bear Down's going to be there. Um, Perez is driving down. It's his birthday coming up. So we're going to be celebrating that. Bear Down just got a new house. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on. So we got a big, big weekend. Um, Jerry's going to meet up with us. Um, big weekend in New York. We're going to Yankees game. We got a party bus. We're going to Rayo's tomorrow night. So it's going to be a, a, just wow. a real banger of a weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, I won't man. know my name come Saturday night, but I tell you what, it is going to be really, really good. I'm super excited. And, you know, I'm just ready to fire now. Like I, after today, like I don't have a job. Well, I have a job, but I don't have like a nine to five or responsibilities to go into work or a boss to report to. Like I can just fire away and just really start getting after it. So Lots going on, lots of trips planned, lots of things. We just finished uh, an awesome collab video this last week. We went to Dallas and we got a bunch of videos done with the Good Good Golf guys, which um, if you haven't followed them, they're humongous on it, on YouTube. And Garrett Clark is their main guy. He's really big on Instagram and they've been doing this stuff for a while. So they're really well known. I think it's just really exciting stuff coming up for the next, you know, few weeks to a month month and a bit for for bob to sports for bobby boy for me for just for everybody i think it's going to be really exciting and i'm just stoked i'm super excited you know the air smells a little sweeter you know it's just like everything feels good right now tick everything Dude, feels it's just really going to keep rolling in too man i mean it's every week you're just going to keep getting better and better news um i'm so excited for you congratulations and yeah like you said you you know you do technically still have a job but compared to the world that you come from yeah. hospitality and you're a gm of a michelin star restaurant and you're just you're it's just hard fucking work and there's people yelling at you and you're yelling at people and it's a, it's a, it can be toxic environments and it's stressful yeah. and and you're great at that job but compared to that i mean this is like a retirement man and, oh, and it's well deserved so that that's awesome man well thank you ticket i appreciate that very much and um you know we'll, we'll see what happens now moving forward but i i tell you what the golf game's definitely going to improve 
there's going to be a lot of things definitely improving. I'm going to be uh, more in tune with sports than ever before, because I'm going to have more time to watch sports, you know, oh, yeah. like that's a big thing is you don't realize that my job, I work, you know, all evenings. So aside from Sunday, Mondays where I'd be off, you know, I'm missing basketball games. I'm missing hockey games right now. The Canucks are making a big push. Um, so all those things I haven't been able to like sit back and enjoy for a long time, you know, weekends I normally work and now I'll be off. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really good time. Hopefully it'll benefit the sportsmen too, where I'll be just be more dialed in and ready to fire on all different topics. And you've and had, you've had years in the past where you weren't lucky enough to get Sundays off. Am I correct? I, I, That's correct. And I that remember. was hell on earth. Yeah. I don't, I don't recommend that to anybody when you got to go in, you know, I'd always normally work at like one or two o'clock. Right. So I'd get like those first, that first 10 o'clock series of games in, but once it started creeping towards the end of the game, I was out of there. And then sometimes, you know, the Packers would be in overtime or something. I'm at work. I'm trying to watch on my phone yeah. or see what the hell is going on. Meanwhile, it's chaos because it's brunch and fucking shits everywhere. <laughs> it was <laughs> horrible, bro. It was uh, luckily enough. I have not had to work a Sunday for the last year or so. Yeah. But I tell you what, working Sundays is just it should be illegal. It's the Lord's Day. Certainly know? September through February. But, uh, dude, I mean, just to get a better idea of what this guy goes through, you, you responded to a group chat this morning. at It was like 3 a.m. your time. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Were you were you running the restaurant till 3 last night? No, I got home around 1. Okay. And then I went to bed. I passed out on the couch. And then normally what happens is I pass out on the couch and then I get up, I'm in a daze and I make the saunter over to my bedroom and go to bed. When I grabbed the phone, I saw some messages. So I just kind of shot back a reply before I went back to bed for the night. <laughs> I tell you, you know, what, these sleeping patterns have got to improve in retirement. They Bob just... told me on his podcast uh, on Monday, he said, or he just was saying that, you know, Cutsy, all I want for you is to catch up on 15 years of sleep that you've lost. <laughs> yes, he's 100% right. Lord knows I have not slept an eight hour in I don't even know when, you know, but that's fine. My, I'm built a little different. I don't need the eight hours. Give me five, five solid hours. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, it's true, but I'm glad you don't have to live that life anymore. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one thing if you want to do it on your own, knock yourself out. But the fact that you don't have to do it to keep a roof over your head and, you know, move along in your career is a nice thing. You can yeah, just choose to do it if you so wish. I wanted to quickly jump in. Have you announced the Josh Allen thing? Uh, not, not officially. I have not. But I mean, I guess we can... I mean, it looks like a pretty much, uh, you know, done deal. So I guess the sportsman people are going to give a. Well, no, I can cut it out. I only asked because today I was reading. He's doing a Tom Brady. Is this? Yes. Is that what you're doing? No, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm oh. not doing that. No, because they don't. If you watched any of the matches before, they don't have caddies. They just play the 2v2. Um, There's always for what first tickets time, though. For what tickets talking about is um, there is going to be a match um where it's going to be like they've done before they it started out with tiger versus phil i yeah. think then it, it developed and then the last year i think they did a bryson versus brooks um with phil and uh, with peyton manning um so they've done different variations but it's done really well it's normally run on tnt this year they're going to do something different they're going to do the 2v2 is going to be 
Brady and Rogers versus Mahomes and Josh Allen, which is going to be really fun to watch. Just like a couple yeah. of the old timers, they're true gunslinging, you know, just veteran, like classic, you know, generational talents versus the new young, the new young guns in the league with Josh Allen and Mahomes. So um, what ticket was referring to is I got a message the other day and I guess we'll just say it because the sportsmen, you know, the, the, the 400 faithful who are actually listening deserve to hear this. We break um, news on this podcast. Okay. I got That's a message what... the other day from, um, from my sponsor, Corona, from one of the ladies who spot, you know, one of the affiliates and she was reaching out to me and uh, basically said, uh, there is a golf tournament, the ACC challenge at celebrity pro-am um, it's going to be in Lake Tahoe in July. And, um, basically she said, you know, um, you know, Joey, if you're interested, I got reached out to you during the masters by Josh Allen. We were talking about, he's going to be in the tournament. And he said, long story short, that he's a huge fan of yours. And he was interested. He wanted to know if you would be interested in caddying for him for the duration of the tournament, um, in Lake Tahoe. So I'm at work. I'm, I, you know, I, this was, this comes right after we have just officially signed the contract paperwork and everything for Corona. And I had to send some documents in. So on my phone, I'm on my office. I'm at, I'm at my desk, you know, do, doing work. And I see a, a message pop up on Gmail and I just see, it says about Corona. So this is probably about, you know, my contract, something that they need extra for me to send. And I pull it up and I'm at my desk and I'm reading. And as I'm reading this message, like my jaw is dropping because I'm like, wait, what? And as I'm reading the message getting better and better. And I'm like, this can't be real. So I immediately messaged the girl back after like sending a screenshot to like Bob. Um, I think ticket you were involved. There's several people that I sent it to, but like, yeah. just like, can you believe this? I didn't know if it was a hoax. I didn't want to like go crazy with it. And then I got in touch with the, with the, with the young lady I called. She said, yeah, Josh, you know, uh, we just need to know so we can set everything up. So at this moment, it is not like official official, but it, it, it looks like it's a done deal because Corona is going to set everything up. And I said to her, I said, well, what do I have to do? Like, I don't have credentials to be a caddy. Like what am I just show up at this fucking course and say, I'm here to, I'm here to caddy for Josh. Like, they're gonna look at me like this guy's fucking nuts. You know, she said, well, yes, of course, we got to get everything set up. Corona will get all that done for you. The credentials and everything will be set up. Um, so it does look like at this point from July 6th to 10th, uh, I will be in a nationally televised event for the ACC Celebrity Pro-Am uh, caddying for fucking Josh and Allen. And beyond which, all way, that, I, you were handpicked. Well, yes. I mean, which is, is nuts. I, I don't understand it. Cause then I went to look at Josh Allen's Instagram and he doesn't follow me. And I'm like, this guy's fucking with my mind right now. <laughs> so I'm, I almost think he might have like a burner account tick where like, it's a personal account where nobody can really watch him because his right. account, he barely posts on. It almost looks like it's a corporate run spot. Like a, it probably you know, is. Like, uh, an account so it's like how is he watching my stuff like where where am I seeing that he's following my stuff but it's just crazy man I mean it's hard to imagine someone better too, um, to 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 pick you because this is one of the best I'd say which I'm, I'm not just saying this because he's my guy now but like <laughs> top five player in the NFL I don't think is 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 is, is a far stretch in the least yeah I think he's the most talented quarterback in the league I, I that's my so, opinion. 
I mean, you know, this guy, so, and you know, he's going to be getting airtime. So, and now yeah. Corona's agreed that they w- they're going to bring Bo- Robbie out for a couple days. If he wants to, you know, I told Robbie, I said, you should definitely be there for at least a couple days and networking <laughs> with the amount of, I mean, Mahomes is going to be there. Um, Josh Allen, um, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. And if I see him, I will, I will, I will ask for a photograph. I will be. Is Rogers confirmed going to this? Thing? I believe so. Yes. Holy shit. But then they have all these other guys like Barkley's been there. Steph Curry's going to go well, They haven't announced, but like they were there last year. Um, Justin Timberlake. I mean, it's just such a huge networking event. Yeah. I was like, Bob, you got to get down here. Just even we can maybe find some people we could collab with for Bob does sports. So I think the first two days he's going to come down with, and kind of follow us along the ropes. And then that's great. Um, and then the last two days, he'll, he'll, I mean, it's going to be on NBC. So it's going to be, you know, televised. So hopefully Bob's like, imagine you guys make a run. Like Josh is a good golfer, but like someone like Tony Romo will end up winning or whatever, but like still, <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be so cool. And I'm going to be useless. I'm going to be a useless. I mean, I'm going to be trying to give him reads, but the guy, I'm not going to really be helping him out. You know, you're great at giving reads. What are you talking I mean, about? I, gonna... I've never caddied before. I don't know the ins and outs of this thing. You I'm know how gonna to be. Caddy. I'm going to be, we are going to be, I mean, you, you got to think four days. I'm going to be spending probably four to six hours just myself with Josh Allen. We are going to be boys after this. Fucking you got to imagine too. I mean, if he's pan picking you for your caddy, it's not like, okay, great day. See you tomorrow. You oh no. It's like you're at least one day. He's going to be like, what are you doing for dinner? Oh, I a hundred percent. There's got to be at least one dinner out of oh, it. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, if things if things roll the way that I think they are, and now again, I don't want people to get too excited because it's not it's not a hundred percent official, but it looks really good at this point because Corona represents both of us, and they've already said that they're going to set everything up. So, barring some you know turn of events that are unforeseen, this should go down. Um, and and then not only that, tick. I think that we'll be able to get him in a Bob does sports episode, which will be be huge, huge. Imagine the numbers we get. If we get Josh Allen doing a Bob does sports episode with me and Bob. I mean, forget, forget Mahomes and, uh, and Brady. I mean, let's get a match with Bob and Josh Allen versus Cutsy and Rogers. I would go bananas. I I think Aaron is maybe the only guy that I would fanboy a little bit about. Like I I'm pretty really? good when I meet when I meet people like celebrity. I, I don't give a shit by the way about celebrities, actors, actresses, music. I don't care. I mean Drake would be cool. I, I think Drake yeah. would be cool to to you know. By the way, I just met Post Malone is a super good guy. But I, I don't get I don't get lost in the frenzy of like those. Now, sure. give me a sports athlete. I get a lot a lot giddier about. And you give me you give me Aaron Rodgers. You give me my 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 lifelong quarterback. That's a different story. I I would absolutely ask for a photograph. Would you be more I, excited to meet Aaron than Brett? Oh yes, really? Oh yes, yes. Ooh. I mean, I, I meeting Brett would be cool. But like Aaron Rodgers, dude, this guy is just a Dud. So what is it about him? Because they they both won the same amount of or Brett won two, didn't he? No, Brett went to two. He won one. Okay. Aaron has been to one and won one, and he's been to many NFC championships and unfortunately lost many of them. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I I Aaron is my guy, dude. I wow. love this guy okay. so much. 
I gotta say, if I had to pick between the two of them, just for like a backyard barbecue cookout, Brett looks like a lot more fun to me. Yeah, maybe he is. I'm just saying, like, there's that that just that. Yeah, no, I guess this he's guy has gone through the trenches for he's our team, guy. you know, and like. A lot of people don't like Aaron and, you know, I'm not necessarily even saying that he's the coolest guy. Like he's not. And this whole new hippie phase thing that he's going through this, you know, Rastafarian phase. <laughs> I don't know about it, but, <laughs> but bottom line is he's still, he's still, it would just be super cool. It would it be would. cool. It um, would. And you know what, depending, depending on how, how, how tight Josh and I are by the end of the, I might ask him to be hey, hey you know, Hey Josh, you do me a favor. You do me a solid. I'm catting for you for the weekend. Can you introduce me to Aaron? And I, you know, I, I, it might happen like that. I don't want to get, I'm getting way too far. Could you imagine of Josh turns to you and just goes, I don't even talk to the guy. No one talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> I would just shut my mouth and then continue. Catting. But I mean, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. I mean, there's just a lot of cool shit right now that's happening that, you know, that this is what I was saying at the beginning of the episode. It's just like, I can't wrap my head around some of these things. I mean, the other thing is, you know, we're going to be, um, Corona is going to be sending us to the U S open, uh, to do a live sponsored podcast from Boston at the country club. And we're going to be doing a podcast with Manolo. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit coming up. I yeah. think that is going to be really, really just going to get us to the next level. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty epic. So I'm just, I'm super stoked. Could there's you a lot imagine since Corona is going to get you all the credentials for caddying, I'm sure there's something you need to fill out paperwork or whatever, but you'll basically be like an ordained minister. You could do any wedding you want. You could, you could really start caddying events here. You could have a new career as a caddy. Oh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. I don't even know the, like I told, I told the jet used to be a caddy. I said, I need right. some etiquette. I need some etiquette out there on the course because I don't have it. Well, we've you know, both I've... seen a couple caddies who aren't doing the job well. So just don't be a total <laughs> prick like those guys. Oh, ne I'm just I'm not even talking about I'm just talking about like knowing the ins and outs of like, you know, the the, the proper golf etiquette. Because Lord knows when I'm on the golf course, there is not proper golf etiquette that's being, you know, distributed, you know? So it would be hysterical if, you know, he keeps going to you like, what do you think? Do you think like an eight iron or like a nine iron here? And you keep, <laughs> and you keep giving him like, it's definitely a nine, Josh, you definitely a nine. And he's just always short or long. Uh, and he's <laughs> I know Bob will roast the shit out of me on, 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 on his feed, you know. It'd oh, he will. That's why he's got to go, man. That he's got. Well, no, go. I think I do agree that he's got to do a couple of days of TV if they have coverage where they can see me. I think would be really, really funny because they get some some aerial shots and stuff that you know you wouldn't get. But then the other thing is, I don't this app this this uh, tournament. They don't have to wear the full jumpsuit. So I I, I called Proud Ninety. I said you got to make me an absolute fire fit. You guys need oh, to set me up you've for the gotta weekend. be in the jumpsuit, dude. I think they wear the vest. They wear the vest. But oh. I, I think it's almost I think it's almost better because I can wear like some outrageous outfit, which is gonna be even funnier. Or you could wear one of your four season suits and dress to the nines. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. We're taking <laughs> this serious. This is a serious tournament, Tick. Well, that's why I'm saying you need the jumpsuit. It's just that well, no, be they I think they wear I think they wear the vest in this. It's it's not about the jumpsuit. It's oh. like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get proud 90 to make me well, they said they were gonna make me a custom-made jumpsuit. Oh for the caddy. Do that. 
but I can't if they're not if if everybody if every other caddy's wearing the vest, I'm not showing up in a jumpsuit. You certainly can. You certainly I don't, can. I Seeing think, Joseph Cutsy tomorrow. I need to assure I need to assure Josh that I'm here to help him win. I'm not here to show up as the class clown here. I'm taking this thing serious, Dick. Imagine <laughs> we make a push. It's true. Imagine That's we make true. a push. He might ask for me to be a caddy. He was at the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Maybe I get another call out. You know, I got to come out there with with focus here. I got to come out really gunning for it. You know, I, I really, really do. I can't just show up. Yeah, I know you're it's hysterical. You're laughing, but I got to take this seriously, man. When you it's guys funny. went down to Florida and golf with Matt James, seeing Jersey Jerry in that jumpsuit was one of the <laughs> funniest things I've ever seen. And I'm just imagining you in a jumpsuit, just an all white jumpsuit <laughs> next to Josh Allen, handing him a club and cuts it. Give me the driver. <laughs> or on the on the green, just giving him the read, like down. using his putter, like yeah, go all down like... on all fours like a spider, just to really get that, that <laughs> the greens red. There's got to be some of that coming, man. Oh, so yeah, so big oh. things. I mean, yeah, I mean that's. By the way, that's I have not told anybody that yet. That has been you know very privy information. So I guess the sportsmen are getting a little. Shout out. Hopefully. I love that you call them the 400 faithful. I, that is a great thing. <laughs> I was well, laughing. we got to get like, you know, four or 500 views, uh, you know, three, 400 views a fucking week. We do you know nothing, what the crazy though. Thing is? We do nothing. No. Yeah, but you know what? The crazy thing is I've had multiple people tell me like, um, you know, we love the sportsman. I'm like, yeah, how it's, it's doing okay. It gets like four or 500 views a week. And they're like, what? I was yeah. like, yeah, they're like, how is it not crushing? I was like, well, I could tell you a few reasons. <laughs> First and foremost, there's no promotion for this podcast. We do like a one, a one little fucking clip every Friday, like with a song choice from, you know, some rock and roll in behind. <laughs> just saying, watch, watch this week's episode of the, uh, the Sportsman's a real banger. And then you get nothing the rest of the week. <laughs> Not a single solitary clip, nothing. You know, so like I could tell you why it's not getting more views, but I do think that we've got some golden content here. Oh, I do, it's, I do I, too. I mean, we yeah, had some really great, to it, they really enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, we got good cadence, we got good, you know, good back and forth banter. The people, if someone it. did took over the marketing for us, I mean, I would, I, I mean, I'm not, we wouldn't be the biggest I would podcast like to think in the with, world, but we would have a good size chunk. Listen. I will go on the record and say with me now not having my job, I'm going to start trying to make some clips and put different things up. Well, I'm, I'm going to start taking more, more of a, a professional approach to this podcast. I really do. This podcast deserves it. It does. I, I really it do. Deserves I, it. We've it deserves it. We've come up with some good ones. And so I'm going to create an Insta. I'm going to create an Instagram account. Okay. For the sportsmen. We're right, going to get well. clips. Um, and then the YouTube, we're going to, I mean, I just think like small things like that. I think we could definitely, I could push for it on my page. The occasional time Bob could push for, it. I think before, before you know it, if we just put in a little bit of effort, this podcast yeah. could go from 400 to just even the plus. tiniest amount of effort we've put that in Most other than showing up. <laughs> and sometimes we don't even show up last well, week. I just want to mention. Yeah, I, I want to mention apologize. last week that we did try, folks. Cutsy took his laptop. I fucking tried. Yeah, you did. He went to Dallas and he was staying at the fucking Fairmont Hotel. 
that has got to be the worst Wi-Fi I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like he was coming into me from Pakistan. It was unbelievable. I was like Eric Snowden coming in from the bunker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we tried. I mean, we put together maybe like half an hour, but it was just in and out and in and out. And there was just nothing And by the there. way, I prepared for that podcast. Yeah. I had sports topics that I wanted to discuss. I had a bunch of things that I wanted to go through. Yeah, and I mean, if they're still relevant, we can try to hit some of them today. But um, I just want to let you folks know we did try last week. We're trying. He brought his stuff to Dallas and just, hey, you know, shit happens. This is the sportsman. You're the 400 faithful. We're all trying our best here. Um, let's get into some basketball, though. Let's get into some basketball. Sixers, first and foremost. First and foremost. I mean, how, how exciting wow. is the ticket right now? Joel Embiid is the MVP of this league, but the reason we are crushing is Tyrese Maxey there to help him is just there to help him along because James Harden has been average at best. No, and sometimes I, he's hurting the I team. disagree. In the playoffs, you think he's, he's, been, he's been good in the playoffs. And I think part of the okay. thing, well, no, what you got to look at is you got to look at the facts is because James Harden is there. Maxie's getting a lot more open looks and is getting a lot less pressure on him, which is opening him up as, as another real threat. Now, if you take James Harden out, regardless if he plays amazing, or he plays just good. Now, a lot of that focus shifts to him as your second guy. You right. know what I mean? Like, you got to think that he's yeah, going to no, I mean, a lot more attention. So it you would have to say that just the presence of Harden being there is 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 definitely... Yeah, you'd be crazy to say it doesn't help. But, I mean, the kid's been playing well even before Harden got there. He's been having a great little breakout season in his second year in the league. But, I mean, James, uh, Joel Embiid is our guy. I mean, don't get me wrong, folks. That is the star of the show. Always has been, always will be. But some these other guys stepping up, Lord knows Toby could never do it, Tobias Harris. So to see Tyrese Maxey and to see James Harden, you know, sort of step up in these secondary roles, it, I mean, that's how you win championships. It's not one guy like Joel. It's when the other guys rise up and, and help out. And as long as they keep doing that, Sky's the limit, Cutsy. I think I think uh, what was what was really nice to see last night is uh, Harden was facilitating a lot. He was he. I don't know how many assists he had last night, but he was he was he was there getting guys with open looks. He was getting them beat down low. Like if if he does that, if he can facilitate, if he can distribute the ball, then it opens it up for the other guys to make shots, and then you get James Harden to start going from a scoring standpoint, and then it's really going to be fun to watch because you got to think too, they like, they're still finding their cadence. They're still finding their synergy and their, you know, and, 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 you know, just, play, you know, going to a new team a new, you know, right before the playoffs and being as big a player and, and having to have as big a role as a guy like James Harden, that's not always easy. That takes time. That takes, you know, it, it takes cadence. It takes different, you know, uh, players to feel that, that, that connection yeah. out. No, it's true. And you'd like to think that he's going to start as the playoffs roll on really just even catch more of a groove. I got to be on. I agree with you. I got to be honest though. Doc Rivers is not a good coach. I'm going to just say it. He, he's average. I'm not going to say he stinks, but he's he won he, championships. When you draw as exciting as it was last night, Joel inbound three turnaround three, oh, we win the that game. That was amazing. But if my coach is drawing up for my center to get the ball to take a three, I mean, it's great that it worked. 
It but works. I'm not going to stand here and say, Coach did it. Coach did it. It was an inbound turnaround fadeaway from a seven-footer. I said it. <laughs> from beyond the arc. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he made that shot. But quite frankly, he's, he's outside. There were a couple shots he made last night. Yeah, I mean, no, I he watch, can shoot I the three the highlights. But not even that. Turnaround fadeaways from, like, outside – perimeter like outside the free throw line he made one he was yep. like a turnaround as the buzzer beater as the shot clock was going off it was like holy shit the That's guy's been really the biggest himself. improvements that he's made each year i mean he's always wanted that element in his game he was an excellent inside player but he's been developing the three ball and the mid-range shot into I mean, his yeah. um he gets that Dirk Nowitzki kind of distance going it yeah. changes everything yeah sometimes i watch him though and what do you think sometimes he just looks slow he is but- slow <laughs> he's a big guy man he's i know I, I saw know. him at the hotel last week or two weeks ago he's a big fucking guy what really he's huge you saw him did you walk by him no he walked by the hostess stand i was there and i was like holy shit this guy's oh, a mammoth man. of a man wearing like fuzzy slippers and like just like he looked so out of it. Um, but I mean, yeah, he just, he kind of, he goes at his own pace. You look at a guy like Jokic, Jokic doesn't look fast either when he makes a move when he makes a play, but they're so big and they're talented and they yeah. know how to use <clears throat> their bodies to like create space and to keep them like keep the defender away that they're just, they're so hard to stop aside from, from, from fouling. And by the way, he's an yeah. 80 plus percent free throw shooter, yeah. which is another massive asset because you can't just hack him like you would a lot of other big men and just get away with him missing free throws. Like he's making majority. Most of his free throws are just dripping wet. Cause it's splash. There's no, there's no, like, you don't have to worry about him missing free throws. So he kind of brings a lot to the table. He really does. He's the MVP of the league. Of course he does. But yes, I agree with everything you just said. But let me ask you as an outsider, meaning you're not a Philly fan, you got no stake in this game. Does watching them in this series go up 3-0 with pretty much with ease? I mean, certainly game one and two. Does it change like, whoa, you got to watch out for Philly? Or do you just no. say, no, no, it doesn't. Okay. Because every, every, every playoff series is like a new, it's a new match. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you win in seven or you win in four, like you still got to be prepared, right? Sometimes there's teams that match up well against other teams. Um, what has impressed me, I will say about the Sixers is the Raptors have come out in the last two games and have really thrown everything they have at you guys. And he had double digit leads in both games and really kind of thrown everything they have at you. But the resilience that you guys have that you just kind of hang around hang around, hang around. Then you make your move, you mm-hmm. go on your run. And then before you know it, you guys were down 15 at one point yesterday. All of a sudden, you know, you go from down, down, down 10 to all of a sudden, Oh, we got the lead. Does mean that's a sign of a team that is playing good basketball because they can continue to hang with teams, even when they're throwing everything at you. And then they can counter punch and then come in and end up winning the game when it needs to be done. So I do think that, you know, teams are going to recognize that, you know, the Sixers are legitimate. But I do think, like you said this before, even the playoffs, that they were a team that legitimately you thought would have a good, good chance of winning the East. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I mean, I mean, when Miami is the first seed, to me, I, I, I'm, I am not worrying about Miami. Now, they're a good team, but, like, 
I think the Sixers, if they had to play Miami, they, they would win t- today. But you know who I'm low key starting to worry about, though? I agree with you. I think Miami would be a hard fought uh, series, one that really tires you out and could hurt you in further rounds. But I think we win against them um, in six or seven. You know about the Celtics? Yeah. They look good, man. I mean, well, really they, they look up. good, but also this, the, the, the Nets. Well, they're like one for 17 last night between Durant and Kyrie. Like they were terrible. And Kyrie's just acting like a little child. Well, that's the biggest brat. thing is, is, is his antics. I mean, he had an unbelievable game the other night when we were in Dallas. So he had 39 points or 37 points. He was unreal. But like everything he did and the whole game was overshadowed by his antics of telling the guest, uh, the, the guest, the fan to blow up <laughs> and fucking firing the birds at people during the, during the game. And like just his, his whole demeanor, he's just a piece of work, man. You know, Bob's a Nets fan. And he says right now it's the hardest time to actually cheer for this team. Cause they're just pieces of shit. Him yeah. and Durant are just <clears throat> not good. They're not good role models. They're not guys you want to mirror your game around. I mean, from a, from an athletic standpoint, yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're unbelievable. But from just like a character standpoint, these guys are just trash, man. These are not guys you want your kids modeling around and like trying to be like. They're not stand-up guys. Durant is a piece of shit. I can't yeah. stand him. I haven't been able to stand him for years. He's one of the best players in the NBA. But like that doesn't excuse how you act on the floor. That doesn't excuse how you hold yourself and how you maintain your, your, your image is like – it, it's it's everything. I think it's a huge thing, you know, and that's why, you know, a lot of people don't like LeBron, but say what you will, like the guy has pretty much stayed out of any shit for 20, what, 15 years he's been in the league. Like it's yeah. noteworthy, you know what I mean? Yeah, minus the China thing with the shoes and whatnot. But uh, I got to ask you the does some of this blame fall on Steve Nash? Sometimes I'm looking at him like, what is Steve Nash doing? I mean, I don't think it's all to be honest. I think he's got a team with with these big time egotistical, you know, superstars. It's hard in my opinion. I've never done. I shouldn't say it's hard from personal experience, but I'm saying I would imagine it's very hard to have a good grasp on the team when you have to kind of like turn a blind eye to two of your main guys. You know what I mean? Like and you can't really coach them the way that you would coach other players because they're the kind of guys they'll flip. They'll flip the switch on you. They'll get into it with you. And then all of a sudden they're not happy. And then you got a problem on your hands. So you got to kind of keep them happy to a certain extent. And like by, because of that, I would imagine it it changes the amount that you're able to really have a grasp uh, from a coaching standpoint on the team and what they're doing. That's, that's how I, that's how I see it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, and that's why some coaches are just better suited for college, too, when you don't have to deal with egos the same way. and You don't have to deal with grown men who are right in the media and, you know, hook it up with Kardashians and think they're bigger than life and whatnot. So some coaches are meant for college. Now, moving to college quickly, I just wanted to ask you, I don't know if you saw this, one of the best players in the country plays for Kentucky. I'm not even going to his name is so impossible for me to say, Osh- or Joby or something like that. Anyway, the point is he's opted to stay for his senior year as opposed to being one of the top five picks in the NBA draft because he's got $2 million coming in from NIL endorsements. 
really all the yeah man Mm. and i'm wondering if that's going to be the new wave of the future of these guys finishing and getting their degree and getting paid to do it i would do the same if i was in his shoes i'm not saying that's his motivation but we could be seeing a lot more of this a lot more of this what do you think i actually think it's good for them to play their senior year i i think it's it gives them another year just to, to become, uh, you know, more developed and more ready, more mature to enter into the NBA draft, you know, and, and, and a lot of these guys, they're really good players. But like, if you go in your senior year, you're like, you're forced to be the leader of the team. So in many ways, it helps distinguish you as a leader, as someone who can carry the team as a guy who can really kind of lead the charge in many ways, more so than just on the basketball court, you know? So I, I don't I don't have any issue with that at all. I mean, I obviously there's been a lot of speculation throughout the last how many years for a while as to why can't college players get paid. And a lot of them, you know, like the Reggie Bushes and like all these guys, you know, under the table were getting yeah. paid big, big bucks. But now that it can be kind of more like they can accept something like this, I think it, it gives them the opportunity to kind of really, you know, want to maybe finish college, you know? get a degree. What's wrong with that? You know, go in your senior year, finish your college, have another run at, you know, at a title or, you know, someone like that. Kentucky had a terrible outing of the, out of the tournament this year. They lost to St. Peter's gives them another opportunity to go, you know, play the tournament again. Maybe they make a deep push. He gets a ton of exposure. It helps his overall opportunity to rise in the NBA drafting ranks. I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunities and not, and not only that, as a young man, he probably wants to get a, de- I don't know. I shouldn't presume for him, but he has an opportunity to finish and get his degree. So like, yeah. there's a lot of benefits that come from it. I, I think that playing, playing out of your senior years is, is a good thing. I, yeah, I top- like it. Cause it brings some continuity to these programs too. It's not just relying so much on every new recruiting class. Let's get a bunch of new freshmen. Cause we're losing all, all our sophomores. Imagine a team like Alabama for football. Like yeah. they got it. Their recruitment has got to be, through the roof each and every year because half their players are <laughs> their seniors are, are getting drafted. It's crazy. every single year. It's unbelievable. And that man keeps bringing them in. But anyway, just shifting gears here. I want to, Oh, you got, you got something. I, I just would like to say something um, while we're on the college kick um, big news yesterday, Villanova's Jay Wright, one of the best coaches That's right. uh, to do it was put in his retirement. So um I, I mean, that's uh, that's, that's a, one of these coaches that's really kind of, you know, been up there and, and been doing it for, for forever. So just wanted to, 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 to ask you, what do you think about that? I mean, in terms of like, in terms of your top end coaches and, and stuff like that, you got to think he's, he's got to be towards the top, no? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a huge Jay Wright guy. I was hoping before we got Doc Rivers, I mean, he was, he was top of my list, man. He was exactly the kind of man. I wanted to to lead this team. He's from Philly. He's been around this Philly area and at Villanova forever now. And anyone who has anything to say about Jay Wright, it's always just what a great guy. He's funny. He's got so much character. He's a leader of men. And boy, does he know basketball. So do you I, think he would make a transition to the NBA? Or do you think that's it for him? He's done no I more coaching. No, I could see him being maybe more of a front office guy, like a Pat Riley, like a, He's done with his coaching years and maybe he'll step into a front office position or become a, you know, a dean at a, if he wants to stay in colleges 
athletic director. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe he's focusing on his family. I don't know. But if he decides to come back, I mean, boy, we'd love to have him in Philly and just what a great um, just sweep. Would you just sweep Doc Rivers under the yeah, rug? Get his and... ass right out the door. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready now. I'm ready now, man. I'm ready to bring... a playoff push. What do you mean you're ready now? No thanks to this guy. I mean, you know, no Philly faithful are just guy. ruthless. This guy's leading your team. You should be supporting him. You should be getting no behind thanks him. thanks to this fucking guy oh my i can't God. stand that prick but jay wright i mean just what a great role model for the uh for philadelphia area for the last 20 years whatever it's been man yep. since i've been around so yeah wish the best for him hope maybe he's one of the 400 faithful hey coach i may imagine <laughs> by the way you're the news no do you know who is officially requesting a trade in the nfl Oh, Debo Samuel. Oh, that is correct, Tick. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. The and last I... time you heard news like this, <laughs> within 24 hours, you had your heart broken by Tyree Kill. <laughs> I, I think he'd be a great Well, you know fit. what? I would much rather actually take Debo over Tyreek for the Me too. I would too. I would absolutely. I think this guy is one of the generational talents. He is... Mm -hmm. He can do it all. He sees the field so well. And not only that, he's a good team guy. Like he is, he's, he brings an energy about him. He's not like one of these prima donnas. Like he's a good guy. Uh, I, I would love, he would I be great with Rogers to see him in a Packers uniform. And then you have, you know, then you have Sammy Watkins, <laughs> Alan Lazard, and these guys, they can just do whatever the fuck they Randall want. Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall <clears throat> Cobb. But, dude, could you imagine we got Debo? Debo would be a great fit. Um, the only question – I agree with everything you just said about him. I, I would rather have him at Tyreek Hill. The only thing is he does seem to have some injury issues, and that would slightly concern me. But, but it's not been anything you like take a gamble. major, major, like, serious – like, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the guy looked so fucking dude, good last he year. He looked so good. The Eagles are talking about him a little bit, too. I just yeah, you guys to... need a receiver, no? Our hat in the ring there. Yeah, you... but, well, we had one last year. We just didn't throw the ball to him. So I'd say before we get a wide receiver, <laughs> we should probably work on a quarterback. But um, I'd love to see. And then <sighs> that really would make the Sammy Watkins pick up a lot better. Well, uh, well, Sammy Watkins, I, I said this. Well, on the episode that we did that never aired because of the Fairmont <laughs> Wi-Fi, I said the Packers signing Sammy Watkins, in, in my eyes, is a good signing. It's a $4 million deal. It's not like we're paying this man through the roof. Don't forget, he's got talent. But if he's there as a second option or a third option, well, he's not going to be a third option. I don't say he's bringing two more guys in. But say he's a second option. He, he, he is, he's a guy who can develop and he can bring a lot of, he's got a lot of upside is what I will say. And when you're paying $4 million and that's all you're paying, you're not paying a, you know, multi-year deal for tons and tons of money. It, it provides value. I really think that if you bring in a guy that they had talked about, like Keenan Allen, you bring in a guy like Debo Samuel, you know, I mean, all of a sudden now that, that move looks really good. You know, not really to forget good. again, we're going to have Robert Tanyan back this year. Having him lost for the season was a big blow because Rogers liked to look at him going up the field. He is one, he's going to be one of the top tight ends this year. You mark my words. He has got talent up the wazoo. 
And this year he's going to be – Roger's going to use him more and more and more. Yeah, so, Rogers loves him, calls him Bobby, Bobby Tanyan. And he, I mean, I just think that with a guy like that, you yeah. get Watkins. And if you bring in like a Keenan Allen or a Debo – Is or Keenan Allen Metcalf, being flo- floated around? Yes. Yes, he is. He, Keenan Allen is on trade blocks right now. Why? And the Packers have said that as of – which is coming up, April 28th is a week away is the draft – the Packers have said, Gunkurst had said, there's going to be lots of stuff happening come draft night. So I think they're going to make a trade. They're going to make a play, whether it's a guy like, I, I don't think Metcalf at this point is going to get traded. There was rumors originally, maybe Metcalf or Lockett, right. but now I've heard guys like Keenan Allen, Debo Samuel now is going to be needed. So like, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just saying that it's exciting that there's these quality type of players that could still come to the Packers. Cause I'll be honest with you. If they don't make a push to get a guy like this, I, I, I have not, when I mean, we couldn't do it with Devonte Adams, we're not going to be able to do it with a bunch of fucking misfits. There's no way <laughs> we lost. We lost Valdez Scantling. We lost really Valdez did. Scantling. Yeah. We lost Devonte, which I'm still fucking, I hope he has a mediocre to terrible season this year with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and, and we have a huge, we, we have a void now. Like we got to bring in a quality guy who can just step into his well, role. I say your worst case scenario is you end up getting someone out of the draft. There's, there's a lot of good options in the draft too. Wow, so. No, but the two best guys, Olave and Williams, like the saints are going to take a wide receiver for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. Um, so it, and then, you know, the Eagles could take, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could still take who are ahead of us. The Packers are what? 20, 21st i think pick yeah so like i i don't know maybe you have to move up in the draft like if you don't get one of these guys if you don't trade for a good a good player you you've got to move up in the draft if they well, got a lobby guden is saying big things are happening so you gotta you gotta trust them maybe we ship that fucking useless compost jordan love out of the fucking franchise that guy was that guy's done nothing but bring fucking failure to this franchise. I didn't like him from the start. I don't. I like him even less now. Ship him the fuck off. Get him out of here. I don't think you could even get a bag of cokes for him. Uh, I mean- we might get some pylons they can use for Aaron Rodgers fucking <laughs> to, to 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 do practice around in his fucking throwing drills. I don't know, but they got to do something. They got to do something. The draft will. is coming up. And they will. But before we get out of here, because we're running, we're running about an hour here. It's pretty good for us. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Canucks. I want, I don't want to leave here without touching on the Canucks. They're making a bit of a, I want to do something here. My brother sent me a voice message yesterday. Okay. After his, after we lost in overtime to, to, you know, to the uh, Ottawa senators, we lost in a shootout. I'm going to play, I'm going to play the, you know, Anthony DeMar, the younger brother. And this, I think, sums up what it feels like to be a Canucks fan. Let's, hopefully we can hear this. Ready? Yep. The fucking Canucks, what can I say? You know, they fucking, they wheel you in for just the briefest of moments. Remind you why you liked hockey in this city once upon a fucking time. Only to fucking squash on you by taking the biggest shit on a game that was a must win against one of the worst fucking teams in the NHL, the Ottawa Senators, and they just fucking collapse, collapse. You blow a fucking 2 nothing lead, give up three unanswered goals in the third, 
and then you lose the fucking shootout in overtime. It's it's fucking comical. It's fucking comical. <laughs> Fuck this fucking team. <laughs> uh, he went off a little bit on the deep end. Uh, shout out to my brother Anthony. But I, I listen. They're the, still in the, it though. They're still in it. Yeah. This is a classic. This is a classic Vancouverite response because we've been burned so many times. I do believe we can still make the playoffs. I, and and you know what? Bottom line is, even if we don't, it is just such a good way to finish on a good note. Like Dallas, Dallas Green, this guy can go kick rocks. When they brought Bruce Boudreaux in, they really changed the dynamic of the team. And you're seeing guys step up who have not stepped up all year. The Bessers, the Pedersons, like our superstars are starting to be there. And they're starting to see things come to, like, the way they should have been. The Canucks, we said this early on in the season. The Canucks should be with the talent they have, with the young guns that they have, and the the nucleus of players, they should be a playoff team. Um, They are one of the hottest teams right now trying to make a push. Um, They are currently four points back. Um, you know, with Dallas from Dallas, they got the Knights ahead of them by, uh, by two points. And then, you know, the Kings really fucked us. They've won two in a row now. So their Kings are five points ahead of us with a game in hand. So we have got to almost win out. Like we have got to be getting points every night. We got a huge game tonight against the Minnesota wild. One of the best teams in the league. We win that. I I, I start to feel like they got a shot, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, that Anthony, voice message was from a man who has been just yanked around I mean, by that a, team. This is a franchise in a city that has just continuously let us down. I always said, like, cheering for the Canucks is like going back to a bad ex-girlfriend, and you think the next year you're like, you know what? I'm seeing some promise. I'm seeing some change. I'm seeing some opportunity here. This could this could all turn out so much better and could change, could drastically go a different way. And then at the end of the year, you're like, how the hell did I not see this coming? I know what I'm getting into with this. Like, I already know what I'm getting myself into, and I did it again. And you just feel like the biggest idiot, but you just want to watch success so much. That city, when they made the Stanley Cup playoffs, that city came alive. It was vibrant ticket. Lawyers and people in the financial district were going to work wearing Canucks jerseys. People were fucking high-fiving each other in the streets. (laughs) <laughs> and that turned to calamity and chaos to the point where we burnt the city to the ground. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just a city that's yearning. It's longing for a win. Canada, what happened when you lost? Did, did you actually burn the city? There was riots. Oh. You didn't see that? <laughs> I don't it remember that. Twice. No. The last two times the Canucks have made the Stanley Cup. I'm not making this up. You can go. It was huge news issues all around in 94. They play the Rangers and Mark Messi, that piece of shit, and the fucking Rangers. And uh, they, they fucking, Mike Keenan was the coach. God damn it. They beat us, and the city of Vancouver rioted. People yeah. were going nuts, burning cars. Stuff. So then we flash forward to 2010, 2011. The Canucks are the President's Cup winners, the best team by far in the NHL. Had not lost back to back games the entire season. I went to game five ticket. We won. We went up three games to two. People were dancing in the streets. It was euphoric. We said, we're going to win the cup. This is finally our time. Roberto Luongo will not steer us wrong. The Sedin twins were like generational talents. Yeah. And we went, I went to watch the game at um, Rogers arena 
they played it on the big screen when we played in Boston and we got shell shocked seven to two, I think was the game. It was horrendous. So we came back game seven was in Vancouver. You said, we know what? We just have to put that last game out of our memory. We still have a chance. They came out just fucking duds, duds ticket. And you know what happened? I didn't even go downtown. I didn't go near. Cause I was like, if this team loses, it is going to be 94 all over again. And sure enough, it was worse. They had the riot squad, the, the, the fucking SWAT squad out there hosing oh people down. They were b- barging into fucking businesses and stealing and b- turning cars on fire, just uh, climbing street lamps and street posts. I mean, it was, it was medlam. It was mayhem. That's how bad the city wants to win. And to be quite honest, can the, can the, in the country of Canada where hockey was originating, can we get another cup? We haven't won a cup since 90, I think it was 91 or 92 when the Montreal Canadiens win. And I got to watch franchises like the Florida fucking Panthers where they get 2,000 people a game attending winning multiple Stanley Cups because they're going to win it this year. <laughs> yeah, That's they are. Rant. That's it. They That's are. It. That's they my are. rant. I'm done. Ooh, would you say that Brother Ant is a is a bigger Vancouver fan than you are? No, I'd say we're almost on par. But yeah, he's a. He's this a, also was sent. This was this message was sent directly after they lost <laughs> the other night, like in a shootout in a game where they 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 were up two 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 nothing, and it looked like they were going to run away with the game. They just let this team kind of hang around and come back and steal a point from us. But mm. that happened right after, which is why he's so heated. Pardon the pardon the vulgar folks. My brother's actually a sweet young man. I have to tell him his first appearance on the podcast is just littered with profanity. That accent was thick. You He's think got, so? Oh, compared to you, I mean, you still let it slip at times. But well, you, you got to think I've been living in LA. I'm not. Yeah, living. you've been whitewashed by LA for so long. I mean, he is God, and it's awesome. I loved it. I loved it. Well. I I had to when you asked I said I had to play this because it's just so it just it just is instrumentally you know uh, kind of illustrates you know what it feels like to be a Canucks. I don't fan think you guys can afford to lose another game, right? I, I think you have. to I win think out. at this point, I think they have. I can tell you right now, I think they have five games left. They played, I think. Yeah, they played seventy-seven games. They're four points back of Dallas. Dallas has also played 77 games. The Kings have played 78 games and they're at 92 points. So they're five points up. So even if we win the next one, they're three up on us. So yeah, we, we pretty much, we have to run the table at this point because if they, if they lose one or two games, like we can't afford to lose, like we've got to, we've got to run the table. And like brother Ant said, man, they are like the worst team in the league. You got to take that game. You can't even let it go to overtime. You've, no, absolutely not. When you get a two nothing lead in the first period, you need to put the, the the clamps on them. You need to finish it. But if you're hoping to make the playoffs, and I, I am just shocked, like you said, we, we said in the beginning of the NHL season, I, I certainly did. Looking at the talent and how half the league makes the playoffs, there's no way this team won't make the playoffs. And they're play, they played so many games all season long, and just. Oh, it's a shame, man. We'll say this. I will go on the record and say this. If they make the playoffs, they're going at least to the second round. They will not lose their first. No, I'm being honest. If they make the playoffs, they're the hottest team. I could see them going to the second or third round of the playoffs. 
Okay. I really well, they, they have nothing to lose. It's like it's like you're about to be dead, and all of a sudden you're given life. Like yeah. you, you got nothing to lose but the games itself. So they gotta I, run I the table here, man. They gotta do it. Well, we'll see. I I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I need to tell you that much. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, that's another episode of the Sportsman. Uh, it's always good seeing you, man. Um, that is Joey Coldcuts. I am the big ticket. We are the Sportsman. Till next week, folks. Thank you.